ಭದ್ರಂಕರ್ಣೇಭಿಶ್ರೀಣಿಯಾಮದೇವಾ ಭದ್ರಂ ಪಶ್ಯೇಮಾಕ್ಷಭಿರ್ಯಜತ್ರಿರೈರಂಗೈಸ್ತುಷ್ಟುಭಾಗು ಸಸ್ತನೂಭಿ ವ್ಯಶೇಮದ್ದೇವಹಿತೈಯದಾಯು ಸ್ವಸ್ತಿ ನ ಇಂದ್ರೋ ವೃದ್ಧಶ್ರವಾ ಸ್ವಸ್ತಿ ನಃಪೂಷಾ ವಿಶ್ವೇದ ಸ್ವಸ್ತಿ ನಸ್ತಾಕ್ಷ್ಯೋ ಅರಿಷ್ಟನೇಮಿ ಸ್ವಸ್ತಿ ನೋ ಬೃಹಸ್ಪತಿರ್ದಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿ ಓಂ ಸಹನಾವತು ಸಹನೌಭುನಕ್ತು ಸಹ ವೀರ್ಯಂಕರವಾವಹೈ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನ್ನಾವಧೀತಮಸ್ತುಮಾವಿಷಾವಹೈ ಓಂ ಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿ ವಿವಿಕ್ತೇಶ ಶುಚಿ ಸಮಗ್ರೀವಶಿರಶರೀರ ಅತ್ಯಶ್ರಮಸ್ಥ ಸಕಲೇಂದ್ರಿಯ್ಯ ಭಕ್ತ ಸ್ವಗುರು ಪ್ರಣಮ್ಯ ಹೃತ್ಪುಂಡರೀಕ ವಿರಜಂ ವಿಶುದ್ಧಂ ವಿಚಿತ್ಯ ಮಧ್ಯೆ ವಿಶದಂ ವಿಶೋಕಂ ಅಚಿತ್ಯಮ್ಯಕ್ತಮನಂತರೂಪಂ ಶಿವ ಪ್ರಶಾಂತಮೃತ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಯೋನಿ ತಿಮ್ಯಾಂತವಿಹೀನಮೇಕ ವಿಭು ಚಿದನಂದಮದ್ಭುತ ಉಮಾಸಹಾಯರ ಪ್ರಭು ತ್ರಿಲೋಚನ ನೀಲಕಂಠಂ ಪ್ರಶಾಂತ ಧ್ಯಾನಿರ್ಗತಿ ಭೂತಯೋನಿ ಸಮಸ್ತ ಸಾಕ್ಷಿ ತಮಸ ಪರಸ್ತ ಸೊ ದಿ ಮೆಡಿಟೇಷನ್ ಡಿಸ್ಕ್ರೈಬ್ಡ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಕೈಬಲ್ಯ ಉಪನಿಷತ್ in these two verses in these three verses is unique in the sense that the meditation is used as a teaching methodology so you are teaching about the vastu and you are also telling the person to meditate upon it it's a very unique method and so we saw that there are two ways in which brahman is recognized with reference to or from the standpoint of the causality that is imbued upon brahman as it were 
and what is that causality jagat karanatvam and that causality which is attributed to brahman as the author of the jagat as the cause of the jagat makes you know brahman have the status of being ishvara all knowledge all power all pervasive the overlord of all this is the you know this is what was talked about uma sahayam parameshwaram prabhum you know that which is parameshwara which is ishvara which which doesn't have an overlord along with the shakti to create and resolve and everything that universe that you have to visualize and visualizing that visualizing that where in the heart lotus that is devoid of all pains sorrow omissions commissions papa punya and you see already the location which is the lotus of the heart which we saw yesterday why lotus etc and the location itself becomes the a, a a what's that a reflection of the essential nature of brahman as free of doing free of papa free of punya so you see it is it is you know it is the, the one's own location one's own heart is revealed as that which is the object of contemplation as well as the subject of contemplation and so these two methods are very important in every cognition and in everybody's understanding because you know this is how we have to understand there is no other way really and this upanishad is going to tell that very shortly and uh, from the standpoint of the body mind sense complex who is the person who says this is my body this is my mind the jiva from the standpoint of the body mind sense complex the the jiva who identifies with it has to relate to something that is the cause because the jiva doesn't think of itself as the cause it thinks of itself as because you know because the of uh, uh, because of this i am there because of my parents i am there i'm son or daughter because of certain circumstances i'm i find myself here so this jiva is always one who says because and so the jiva is encouraged to relate to the cause and when the because and the cause the the status of being because and the status of being cause are removed then what is left is the essential nature which which is the same for both jiva and ishvara which is the same for the cause the so called cause which is the same for the so called effect and so and therefore the essential nature also has to be understood it's not enough to understand ishvara that ishvara is all pervasive what do you get out of that yeah you feel even smaller okay <laughs> you know i am an idiot and ishvara is all pervasive the jiva already has so many problems you know and so therefore both these aspects of the nature that which is the the the, the nature coming out of an causality that is attributed to brahman and also the essential nature of brahman have to be contemplated upon as the truth of oneself and and that's why this teaching is very unique because if we if we just put it in terms of our you know something that is easy to understand we can say there is a wave right 
Who is this wave? The one who has a horror scope. Yeah. You know, what is a horror scope? That which horrifies one by the placement of all the negative planets in the negative, you know, houses. This is what is called a horror scope. So the wave can say, I am, you know, I am limited, I am finite, I am an idiot. Correct? The wave can also say, look at my horoscope. When this, you know, Guru Dasha was running. Guru Dasha means, you know, the Guru period was running. And if the Guru happens to be well aspected in the horoscope, if the Guru period is running, and then what happens? You know, I am okay. Correct? And if the Guru period is not running, I am not okay. And so the wave said, look at this. Last 10 years, 12 years, whatever, however long, you know, this, I, was, I had a very good life because I was running very good period. And that time I, you know, became a breaker. Then I became a surf. Then I became a riptide. Then an undercurrent. Then you know what? I came in the paper. Every day my name came in the paper because I was a tsunami. Yeah, I became famous. See all these clippings? I have a whole portfolio. Wave folio. Yeah. I have assembled and clipped all these things and then laminated these newspaper articles. You see that tsunami, they said, we don't know where it came from. That was me. Yeah. <laughs> and you see all these terrified people running. I was the one who caused them to run. I was the one who evacuated them in 15 minutes. These people had been staying there for 150 years. It was their ancestral property. For three generations, they had been, you know, staying. And in 15 minutes, I made them run helter-skelter. That was my mahima, my glory. Look at me now. Ana jana, that's all my life. Ana jana means I can barely make it to the beach. I don't even have enough. I can't even go to the beach. If I go to the beach, I'm breathless. I have to take rest. Then another stronger wave pushes me back to the ocean. Then I have to take rest there because that is itself tiring. Then I have the desire to go to the beach again and I make it a little bit to the beach and then another wave comes and pushes me back. I don't even have the energy to go to the beach. This me who had, who was all pervasive, I had engulfed three continents as the tsunami and terrified everybody and look at my state now, correct? Yeah. Suppose this wave goes to sleep, right? How can a wave go to sleep? Come on, don't ask that question. How can a wave have this complex? It's only, <laughs> it's only we are talking only when there is a human mind. <laughs> so, so the same wave that has a human mind can also go to sleep. Why not? Yeah. So suppose this wave goes to sleep, and then what happens in sleep? Where does the wave go? Hmm? Back to the ocean. Correct. Yeah. Because it is not separate from the ocean, it is part of the ocean. It's being lulled to sleep by the ocean. And then it is just in, in, inside the arms of the ocean. And then it creates no problems whatsoever for itself and for the other waves. Because it, it just keeps harping over the past so much that the other waves are fed up with it. Yeah. They have waves of nausea listening to this wave. <laughs> Because they are sick of this, you know, some, this old wave always focusing on its past glory. Who wants to hear all that? And so the other waves are also happy, you know, because this wave is fast asleep. They say, they all look at each other, you know, and why are they making this? Because they are waves. They are making this kind of a wavy motion. 
and so they look at each other and say chup don't disturb the sleeping old wave you know otherwise again we'll be you know we'll be subject to its uh, this this puranas you know the wave purana and <laughs> purana means life story you know full of all kinds of horrors so we don't want another wave purana let it go to sleep don't wake it up and meanwhile this wave which is asleep what happened to all its problems not there correct what happened to its fears not there what happens to its fears of mortality not there because in sleep it is very clear that the wave is non separate from the ocean it arises out of the ocean it is sustained by the ocean and it resolves into the ocean correct yeah then upon waking what happens some gadbad happens yeah you know <laughs> gadbad means this nonsensical disturbance happens and some gadbad happens upon waking ye kya baat hai what is this because as soon as the wave wakes up and stretches immediately it is reminded of the back ache you know yeah waves back ache yeah it has waves of pain in the back and he says what is this now suddenly i am waking up and all these aches and pains and then it has dry mouth and it's doing and then it is going and uh, getting up and the eyes are dry everything is dry being a wave it is dehydrated and it says i'm dehydrated i am a wave i'm so dehydrated this is my my you know this is my problem everything is nirasa nirasa means devoid of essence devoid of hydration you know there is no spiritual hydration either body is dehydrated mind is dehydrated spiritually also i am dried out i am a dried out wave is there such a thing as a dried out wave yeah and then what a guru wave has to come yeah from the indian ocean yeah that that's <laughs> that's where they stay <laughs> so 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 guru wave has to migrate from indian ocean and then the guru wave comes and it's it's even smaller than this dying wave and then uh, you know and goes up you know and then somehow the two waves interact and then the the dried out wave says oh, oh, where you look new you know because the dried out wave is very curious you know because it is the raja of the of the whole ocean because it has been it has been around several dashas shani dasha it has experienced guru dasha it has experienced rahu dasha it is experienced ketu dasha it is experiencing right now so many things you know so <laughs> i mentioned ketu dasha because ketu dasha is moksha karaka so seven years when one is running ketu dasha it's a very good time to pursue this knowledge and if in fact if we do i mean this is completely aside but it is fun so in fact if we do an analysis of the horoscope of all the people in the one month course you will find that a sizable number will be running ketu dasha this is this is how it goes yeah ketu dasha brings in ketu is seen as the giver of moksha brings in the desire to study somehow he takes you you know online offline somehow you know ketu is associated with moksha very interesting anyhow back to the back to our story so then we have the you know the the, the old wave is very curious keeps saying uh, what is this konala who came here you know who is this new wave in town and such a small one that to because the older people they like to you know they are curious because they feel like the raja of the neighborhood who came who is that 
कौन आया अभी यू नो एंड देन वेयर आर यू फ्रॉम फ्रॉम द इंडियन ओशन वाई डू यू लुक सो हैप्पी एंड द वे रिस्पॉन्स बाई सी वाई डू यू लुक सो सैड आई एम ड्राइड आउट आई एम जस्ट नथिंग लेफ्ट इन माई लाइफ I can't even talk. What to talk? You want to see my portfolio? You know, because <laughs> that's all there is left. You know, I'll show you. I'll show you what all I have. And the Indian Ocean says, I don't need to see your portfolio. If I look at you only, it is enough. In what condition you are in? You know, you are a sad little creature. You know, it is very clear. No, but why are you so happy? I already told you that question is not, you know, valid. What is valid is why are you so sad? Why is that question valid? Because I am not complaining of being happy. Ah, that is why that question is not valid. Nobody complains. Even Mandaha, even the dullest person doesn't complain. Oh Lord, you have given me three happy things this week. How am I going to take it all? Please take away two of the happy things. I can only manage one thing at a time. I'm dull. Even the manda doesn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> Even the dullest person does not find problem with happiness. So the little wave defeats this older wave, and says, "You know, the problem is with you because I'm not complaining of being happy. I'm not complaining of being contented. I'm not complaining of being satisfied." tum ho you are the one complaining of uh, dissatisfaction you are the one complain always whipping out your portfolio you can barely carry yourself and you are dragging this portfolio around actually portfolio should be called past folio yeah why past folio because it's a collection of the non folly moments of the past that's a <laughs> few moments of not folly meaning the, the, when one when one was not fallible by by mistake you know by mistake one did not do a mistake yeah there also you know by accident one did not do a mistake and this is the po- po- portfolio which is a past folio you know a collection of the rare and few and far between moments when one accidentally shown yeah again because of horoscope and karma but not knowing that one took it as one's own glory this is what it is and so the little wave said indian ocean wave said you are the one who is carrying around dragging around your past folio and you are the one who is making all these claims about the past you are the one who is totally living in the past you are the one not satisfied with yourself and i'm okay because you know uh, i'm fine i'm happy then the old wave which had a lot of punya because it had uh, even though it had had a difficult life it had not abandoned prayer it was a prayerful wave and it was doing oshana ya namaha every day yeah <laughs> samudraya namaha oshanaya namaha every day it was praying it had 108 ways to describe the ocean you know sindhave namaha samudraya namaha you know and then you know the all the fish and the one who is the lord of all the fish the sustainer of all the fish and the all the waves namaha this is like it had it had composed its 108 names ashtottara it is called and it was praying every day 
and because of the grace of the Lord Ocean, it had some Purva Punya, it had some Punya from, you know, stacked up in its account and because of which it had the grace to ask the question, what is it that makes you so happy? What is the secret to your happiness? Who is asking? The old wave. Who is it asking of? The Guru wave. Yeah, the Guru wave is even happier now, you know. Does a little somersault. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, then, and then the Guru wave says, I am happy because I know myself. Oh, what is it that you know? Teach me. Guru wave says, well, you know, when you know your nature, you are nothing but happiness alone. Yeah, you know, my nature is to die. My nature is to be born. And the other wave is going again on the, uh, on, on the wave of no return. You know, it's going on another, a different frequency. And here the Guru wave quickly interrupts it and says, What is it that you know about your nature? I'm sad. No, 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 not like that. What are you made up of? Water. What is this water? The water that is all sustaining, everywhere, ever present. That is that. That is what I, they say. I am made up of water. But then, doesn't make that make you happy? No, it doesn't make me happy because I'm far away. Even though I have been so prayerful, the ocean is so far away from me. I keep praying to the ocean. My last wish, if I cannot become a tsunami again, my last wish is to have darshan of ocean. Ocean darshan. This is what I want. I'll be. I'll die off very happily with one final darshan of ocean. Final darshan means what? Did it, did it have the first darshan? No. Finally, darshan is equal to final darshan. Finally, I want the darshan of the ocean. That's all that is left because nothing works and I'm just feeling dried out. I'm, I'm far away. I'm disconnected. You know, like the flotsam and jetsam that I carry, I have become one with the flotsam and the jetsam that I'm carrying across, you know, all over the place. Then the the, the sad wave undergoes a one-month course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what is the medium for this one-month course? Right there, you know, right there in the sea. The wave is made to see that it is nothing but water. The top of it is water. And the middle of it is water. The bottom of it is water. And in fact, the wave is just a Nama Rupa, the name and form superimposed upon water. A finite name and form superimposed upon that very water is called wave. And now the old wave, you know, sat up in the seat, forgot the backache, forgot the tummy ache, forgot everything. Oh, oh, tell me more, tell me more, tell me more. But then how do I reach the ocean? Mudha, says the Indian Ocean wave. <laughs> you are the ocean. What is the ocean made up of? Water. No, how can I be the ocean? Ocean is God. I am odd. Ocean is all. I am small. 
ocean is cause, I am the cause. And then again the little wave asks the question, what are you made up of? Well, I am made up of water. What is the ocean made up of? Water. And so if somebody had to touch the ocean, is it enough if they touch you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they touch me, they can say I have touched the ocean. Why is that? If you are not the ocean, then what are you? And then the old wave sits and meditates. Hrit pundarikam, vishadam vishokam, vichintya madhye, you know, nirudhya atyashramastha, you know, nirudhya bhaktya, swagurum pranamya. The, the wave sits and meditates upon its own nature. And what is its nature? A twofold nature. One is the nature of water, which is all pervasive, which is free of name and form, which is ever present, which doesn't have a beginning, which doesn't have an end. And then it meditates upon the oceanic nature of the water. And that ocean is a superimposition of a name and form upon that water. An upadhi that is endless, upadhi means a name and form, a container that is an endless, limitless container for the name and uh, for the name and form called ocean, the, it, which is a limitless container for water, and the wave is another name and form for the ocean with, with an as though limitation of movement of, of rising and falling, etc. And the wave enjoys now being a wave. Because when it identifies as a wave, it can see the ocean, it can look upon the ocean with devotion, correct? And when it identifies with water, it can dismiss the ocean as an ocean. How beautiful! <laughs> How beautiful that is! Yeah! So from the standpoint of the devotee, you can enjoy that. You can enjoy this. You can enjoy the ocean. With devotion, you can say, you can look at the whole thing as a play of Ishwara in which you are included. And you can look at the whole Jagat as the play of Ishwara. The sun, the sand, the beach, the, you know, you know, everything. With the trees, the forest, other people, in-laws, outlaws, you enjoy all of them. That is why the Sri Rudram is such a holy chant. Because in that we pray. In the, in, the, in the third Anuvaka, it says, Namaha Naktancharebhyo Namaha, you know, Namo Namaha. Naktanchara means the, the beings that are active at night. Yeah. Nishachara. Nishayam Charatiti. The, the, those that roam around in the night. Are they good news or not? Generally not. Yeah. Why? Because the night is dark, correct? And Bhagavan has given them the power to move around in the night. They, it has given them better vision than you, who is also trying to move around in the night. And then what happens? They see your ankle before you see them. Yeah. And they catch hold. These scorpions, snakes, all these things are nocturnal things. So these nocturnal things are nothing but Bhagavan. And then in these nocturnal things, you can also include people. What kind of people? Teenagers who go to discourse, perhaps. But you know, but here it's the it's the people who don't like to do their daily job in the day. Yeah. Who are those people who don't want to be seen? Who do their job in the 
quiet dead of the night. Who are they? Robbers, you know, wayfarers, you know, riffraff, you know, people who pillage, people who loot, etc. And all these people, we say Namo Namaha, because even though they, those people might be abusing their free will to be, to go against Dharma, they are but in the rubric of Bhagavan, who is accommodating this disorder. This, this disorder is part of the larger order. Perhaps their job is to remove, you know, some valuables from me so that I have better vairagya, correct? Yeah, I have more enforced vairagya. They give vairagya. So those in-laws and outlaws and outlaws who behave like in-laws, in-laws who behave like outlaws, all these are part of this vast order. So this is what one can contemplate on and everything. Because when you see yourself as a devotee included in the order, there is no disconnection. So now we have a connected wave. As the devotee, the wave is connected and it can keep on meditating on Uma and Parameshwara. Uma Sahayam Parameshwaram Prabhum Vichintya Hrit Pundarikam Madhye Vichintya Keep on meditating as long as it's required. One can dwell on that and dwelling on this vast order which is infallible and which comes in my life in various ways. The wave can look upon the ocean with devotion and the wave can say I belong to the ocean. I am part of the ocean. Wave can say, I am born of the ocean, I am sustained by the ocean, I, I revert back to the ocean. So do you see why Dvaita and Vishishta Dvaita philosophies are not at all opposed to Vedanta? They are not opposed to, in fact, we accommodate them and transcend them as well. We accommodate them. There is nothing wrong. But we also say that there is something more than just this. This is a stage, a stage, devotion, uh, uh, devotion upon the infinite. From the standpoint of one who considers oneself finite is a, a, an important stage of spiritual growth. We say this, it's an important stage of spiritual growth, it is accepted. We don't accept that as the ultimate, that's all. Because even if you ask the Dvaitin, Dvaitin means the dualist. If you ask the dualist, what is it that you want? What will they say? I want to become one with Bhagavan. Yeah, I want to go to, you know, Golok Brindavan and become one with Bhagavan. And what do we say? You were never separate to begin with. This is something to be understood. You were not separate. So how can you say you want to, you can only become one if you are separate, correct? Mm -hmm. Here the becoming is the problem. We say that becoming is samsara. It is extremely unbecoming to keep on becoming, wanting to become this, become that, become, because there it's an endless becoming. And this endless becoming is called samsara. And so therefore, looking up far from the standpoint of being the wave, being a sad, dejected, abject, Subject to abject dejection, this wave, looking upon the ocean with devotion, is in place. Correct? It's part of the teaching. It's also part of one's growth. It's part of karma yoga. It's also part of preparing the mind to imbibe the next part of the lesson. Where, which is that? What is that next portion of the lesson? That one is what is given. 
you know, the essential nature of the ocean has to be understood as the truth of oneself, really. And so this, 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 this uh, mathematical-like equation where the name and form are dissected really and then resolved, resolved into the apparent duality is resolved by understanding the underlying identity of oneself with Ishvara. That is the underlying identity. And so it is okay for the wave to invoke the ocean as a part of the practice of devotion to prepare the mind. And then what happens? It progresses because the mind is prepared. It progresses enough to accept the lesson, to not reject the lesson. And what is this lesson here now? That the ocean is but an ocean. That is the lesson. That is the ultimate. And if one is ready, you can transcend this part of the ocean and you can transcend this separate from the ocean and supplicating to the ocean, surrendering to the ocean. All this you can transcend. And then you become the highest form of devotee, the one who has self-knowledge. Self-knowledge is devotion, really. There is no other devotion. And this is something we have to understand properly. Because to understand the ocean as a notion, and the wave is also a notion, and it is a name and form that has been superimposed upon water. And so too, ripples, tides, bubbles, everything is just the same, you know, name and the various names and forms superimposed as it were upon that body of the water, which is in itself nameless, formless, which is oneself. And this is what the, you know, this is what the teaching is in these three verses. Let us look at the portions we have not seen. We have seen mantra number 5 properly. We have seen, you know, mant uh, Chidanandam Arupam Adbhutam, mantra number 6 we have seen. And mantra number 7 also we have seen, except for the last two lines. Dhyatva. Dhyatva has to include Jnatva. Not just Dhyatva. I told you, Aparam Chet Dhyayeta. Paramchet Jnayeta. If it is, we are talking of Sagunam Brahma. We are talking of Brahman with attributes which has the name of Ishvara with as though attributes superimposed upon it which has the uh, attributes of all power, all glory, etc. Which, which goes by the name of Ishvara. Then that is a something to be meditated upon. Kim Dhyayam Sagunam Brahma. If somebody asks, what is it to be meditated, that should be the object of meditation, Sagunam Brahma. What is then the, 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 the something to be known? Kim Jnayam, that which is the object of knowledge, Nirgunam Brahma. Nirgunam cannot be something to meditate. Nirgunam is to be understood, Sagunam is to be meditated upon and there is really no choice because one leads to preparing for the other. So you cannot say, should I do? You know, the person who is just out of high school cannot say, should I go to college or should I, you know, should I go to the four-year college or should I take up a PhD program? You know, is that a choice? No. 
like the person who is 15 cannot say, should I turn 16 or should I turn 25? There is no choice there. You have to turn 16 to in order to turn 25. And then 17, 18, 19, all those other things. And similarly, in order to get a PhD, you have to first finish your four years of college. You cannot suddenly from high school, unless you belong to some Mensa club or you have some, uh, what is that, you know, child prodigy, you can do that. Occasionally, you will go to Harvard and then you will find a, you know, thumb-sucking child, you know, four years old. He has some crazy IQ and understands everything. But still the body and the, uh, the chittam, the emotions are four years old. Oh, he is crying for balloon in between two classes. <laughs> in, in between two graduate classes, crying for candy and balloon. <laughs> Interesting karma. Anyway, so, so you can't really do that. After 15, you have to turn 16. And so here you cannot say, let me see, you know, this is not like a Brahman buffet. This side all sagunam, this side nirgunam. You please, you know, you know, sometimes when you go, you know, they, they, this is what happens, you know. They say that this is now, you know, uh, unfortunately, even though we are vegetarians, this is how people will say, even though we are vegetarians, all our friends are non-vegetarians, many of them. So, and then out of respect for the vegetarians, we have two buffet lines, you know. This side, everything that walked, creeped, crawled, swum and flew in its life, you know. And then this side, all the sthavara <laughs> means the ones that did not move. The unmoving things are on this side, meaning the, the, the vegetarian things are on this side and the non-vegetarian things are on this side. And so, if you want to vegetarian, you go on this side. If you want non-vegetarian, you go on this, you join this line. So, like this. Nirgunam va, sagunam va. This is not some kind of a buffet. This is non-vegetarian and this is vegetarian and you have a choice. No. There is no such choice at all. Why? Because sagunam, for most, for the most part, sagunam, you know, saguna aradhana, the, the, the surrender to the sagunam of the person who is feeling left out, who is feeling disconnected, who is feeling separate, you know, that is a very, very important stage in, in gaining this self-knowledge. It's a preparation. So without this preparation, that, that the nirgunam is not something, an object of consumption. It's a subject which reveals its own nature as oneself. It is the very subject. And so both these are given in a very unique way and beautifully and it has to be properly understood. I happened upon... Uh, some online translations of the Kaivalya Upanishad, they leave a lot to be desired. Yeah, they leave a lot to be desired. Just very superficial translations and just glossing over. That is not the Arsha tradition at all. You will not find any of the Pujya Swamiji's disciples teaching like that. Never. Thank God. Anyway, so then, Dhyatva Munihi Gachati. Look at mantra for you. It will be mantra number seven. Correct? Uh, uh, Third line, Dhyatva. Dhyatva includes Jnatva. Jnatva means what? Having having meditated and as a result of the meditation, having prepared the knowledge, uh, uh, for the knowledge and having understood Munihi. Munihi means Mananashilaha. Mananashilaha means what? The one who is contemplative by nature is called Muni. Yeah. See, contemplation is not an action. 
this is something we have to understand and we understand this very well by the, by looking at the word muni here contemplation is not an action you cannot say i will contemplate today from 4 o'clock to you know at 4 o'clock why can't you say that because we are having geeta class at that time no <laughs> no that's not the reason because just like you cannot say i am going to be compassionate at 4 o'clock correct or i'm going to love at 4 o'clock i'm going to be loving at 4 o'clock you 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 cannot you know loving is your nature compassion is your nature and you cannot put a time and you know space constraint on that which is your nature which is beyond time and space so similarly becoming contemplative is discovering that part of the one's nature which is which is largely an inner quietude also reflected in a you know in an outer quietude so muni and then from there you go to maunam and then you become mauni see it's all connected it's all connected it's all from the same thing so muni means the one who is naturally contemplative because the person has surrendered to bhagavan and the person has prepared the mind and the person has approached the guru just like ashvalayana did at the beginning of the kaivalya upanishad for knowledge and the person has also studied with the teacher and so therefore the restlessness the rajas and the tamas have settled down the unconscious has settled down it is no longer giving problems and with the settling down there is a certain quietness the quietude acquiescence that has emerged in the person which is part of one's own nature really that quietness is nothing that quietude is nothing but a certain self contentment we have a saying empty vessels make a lot of noise correct but a purna kumbha a a a a a pot that is filled with water does not rattle yeah does not keep making all these you know splashing noise a half you know even in hindi we have the saying adha jala gagari chalakati jaye you know if it's a half filled pot of water that you're carrying it keeps spilling all over itself because of the movement but a full pot does not spill does not make a mess so likewise the person who has discovered the fullness of the contentment does not make noise there is nothing because the noise is coming comes from discontentment all noise is due to some whether it's inner noise or outer noise or this new fangled invention called white noise <laughs> it all comes from a restlessness yeah and it, it is in keeping with motion whenever there is motion there is noise because the sound and you know the, you know there is a certain kind of a dynamic aspect of motion in which there is sound in which there is noise in which there is movement in this way there is restlessness and so to the jagat jagat also has noise you know when you turn on the tv and that some kind of a what is that that comes that some black and white uh, that uh, grainy things uh, yeah whatever it's called that grainy grainy look and then you in try to increase the volume and that 
cacophony. They say that that is the sound of the continued creation. Yeah, the big bang. That's what they say. And that that noise, you know, is that is of course because the jagat is constantly in motion. That is Lord Nataraja with his dreadlocks flying all over the place. Not like Dakshinamurti with combed dreadlock, dreadlocks and nicely in one place. Yeah. You know, he's, Dakshinamurti is very comely, correct? He has got a bandana around his dreadlocks. But Lord Nataraja, what, you know, what bandana, bandhana will, will stay because he is depicting the very dance of the Jagat. That is the, 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 the primal and the ultimate dance. And he has to keep dancing. Because if he stops dancing, what will happen to the Jagat? Pralaya, yes. That is the cosmic dance. And so here, the, the movement always has noise, has restlessness. The movement always and the restlessness finds its need to communicate. And the restlessness has something to achieve. Oh, so Lord Bhagavan also has something to achieve. Oh, I thought only I had some <laughs> unfulfilled desires. Bhagavan also has unfulfilled desires now. Then why is Bhagavan making that primal noise? <laughs> Bhagavan is not making the noise. You know, what is this Bhagavan here? We have to understand. It is the, the Jagat is an expression of the restlessness of the jivas who are clamoring to be created so that they can stop being jivas. That is the clamoring to come out because the karma standing in the account are so many. They are fighting to come out and so many karmic forms are lying in wait. And that is that noise. So the movement always has noise. What is the noise in pralaya? If there is noise, there cannot be pralaya. Correct? Yeah. And so who is this muni? The muni is the one who is contented. Just like a contented child doesn't make noise for a few minutes, but nonetheless. So therefore, this contented person, dhyatva, having understood, having meditated, having done all the work to prepare the mind, dhyatva, gnyatva, yeah, yeah, background microwave radiation, that's what it's called, yes. So, uh, dhyatva, gnyatva, what happens to this dhyatva and gnyatva, what happens to the person? Gachati. Goes. Goes here doesn't mean how does he go, he or she. Does he take auto rickshaw <laughs> or does he take, you know, what does it uh, take? No. Goes means attains. Yeah. Gachati, no, goes. It's just an expression. Attains. What does it, uh, the, the, does the Muni attain? Attain oneness. What does it attain oneness with what? Bhutayonim gachati. Bhutayonim means the source of all things. What is the source of all things? The source of everything. The source of the galaxies, the source of the black holes, the source of, you know, all the things that haven't been, you know, figured out, the source of the God particle, the source of everything they have not understood, antimatter and grey matter and this matter and, you know, after all this, nothing matters. Really, that is what it is. Where matter becomes, doesn't matter. You know, when you say, because you have gone to the source of all names and forms where nothing matters. And then all these are names and forms. You go to the source of all this and you don't go to the source. You see the source as non-separate from yourself. 
this is a very beautiful understanding of jnanam where you see the source as yourself you are the very source this is what is called sarvatma bhava bhuta yonim gachati bhutanam api yoni yah sah tam gachati and that which is the source of all the five elements the source of everything because we say that everything began with the five elements in the vedic model but then where did the five elements come from look at the taitriya tasmad va etasmat atmanah akashasambhutah the space came from atma then from the space came vayu vayoho agnihi agnerapah adhyav prithivi prithivyam oshadhayah oshadihibhyah annam annat purushah all these things came from what atma alone so atma must be really tired because it has given birth to the five elements no. as though yeah see the taittiriya upanishad begins with brahma the word brahma brahma vida apnoti param tadesha abhyukta satyam jnanam anantam brahma यो वेद निहित गुहायाम परमेव्योमन द नोवर ऑफ ब्रह्मन गेन्स द अल्टीमेट ठीक है ऑल राइट व्हाट इज दिस किम तद ब्रह्म व्हाट इज दिस ब्रह्म सत्यम ज्ञानम अनंतम हुज एसेंशियल नेचर इज दैट व्हिच इज लिमिटलेस एक्जिस्टेंस दैट व्हिच नेवर इज नॉट एंड दैट व्हिच इज इन द फॉर्म ऑफ नॉलेज दैट इज फ्री ऑफ the divisions of knower known that which is limitless that without a beginning without an end if you know that as yourself as that which is in your own buddhi located in as it is in as it were in your own buddhi that all pervasive brahman obtains in your own buddhi as sakshi aham aham iti sakshat sakshi rupena bhasate when you know that then kim kim bhavet tatra what happens after that then sarvan kaman samashnute then you become one for whom all desires are fulfilled in one stroke because really speaking all desires are distractive spoofs to understanding really the truth of yourself if you, all desires arise because they are just the spin off of the only desire that i want to know the nature of the desirer that is really what one wants how do you know that because in everything that i desire there is one extra adverb i want this to be forever yeah you go to bhagwan pray for the well being of your family for how long should they be well for 5 minutes no forever yeah you pray and say may i always have the means may i never depend on anybody may i always have the be blessed with the abundance and the prosperity to take care of ourselves and a few other people in addition to ourselves bhagwan for how long one year 10 months five months no forever correct and the person who is at the altar ready to commit to the seventh marriage says this time it is <laughs> forever yeah what happened to the other six times each time did he think that each time was not forever no 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 each time he thought forever yeah you see the love for the forever is so much that we attribute it superimpose the forever on the not forever things and therefore anything that you seek is brahman alone but you just 
get caught up in the web of the name and the forms and you fall in love with the finite aspect of the infinite Brahman, the as though finite part of the infinite Brahman. Not that Brahman has parts, okay, yeah. And then, therefore, you have to know this Brahman. And when you know this Brahman, yena vijnanena sarvam vijnatam eva bhavati, by which knowledge everything is as well known, everything is as well gained, you are that. Sarvan kaman brahmana saha brahma rupena samashnute samyak ashnute the one who enjoys everything without needing to want anything. This is you. And then quietly the word Brahman goes away from the vocabulary of this very Upanishad which starts with the word Brahman. You know, Brahmana saha ashnute vipaschita ashnute. And then suddenly tasmat, tasmat word from that, from that what? The only thing word that was introduced was Brahman. From that Brahman? No, no, no. Tasmatva e tasmat. Atmana Akasha Sambhutaha. From this Atma, from this Self, the five elements were born. So it is very clear that the Taittiriya Upanishad is using Brahma, uh, Brahman and Atma as synonyms, ah, as identical. The Self, there is no Self other than being Brahman, and Brahman alone, you know, is, is, is to be understood as the Self really. So there is no other self. And so the one who has understood this is the Muni, Gachati. Gachati means goes, attains this oneness. This is Bhuta Yonim. Understand? This is what is called Bhuta Yoni. And then, you know, and here we should not, we should not see this as two different things. Bhuta Yoni means attains Bhagavan, Ishvara, the cause of all beings. Correct? Right? You can say that. Now, there is a problem with this. Because if the Muni attains Ishvara, then what is this attainment? Is this attainment, you know, th there are two problems with this. For the ones who understand this, there are two problems. The first problem is, if you attain Ishvara, are you sitting by his side and enjoying Ishvara? Are you, you know, that is called Sayujyam, Sanidhyam, etc. Your, what is this attainment, you know? You got married to Ishvara, what you know? How how did you attain Ishvara? That is the first problem. Then the second problem is if you attain Ishvara, then are you away from the essential nature of Ishvara? Correct? Yeah. Are you stuck with the causality, the crown of causality sitting on your head? Are you stuck with that? And are you far away from the um, from understanding Bhagavan, the, the essential nature of Bhagavan as the nature of yourself? And that is dismissed or clarified by the next word, Bhuta Yonim, which is Tathastha Lakshana for, for Ishvara, and then Samastha Sakshim, that which is the Sakshi, the witness of everything, the witness of the Jagat, the witness of itself, the witness of the universe, the witness, the, that witness which morphs into Ishvara as it were, as though, which morphs into Jiva, as though, but itself is neither Ishvara nor Jiva, that witness of everything, it is the Swarupa Lakshana of Brahman, because both those were there. This is such a beautiful Upanishad. And Samastha Sakshim, and where is this Sakshi located? You know, Tamasaf Parastat. Tamas here is Maya. 
and one makes the 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 problem sometimes is that one stops at maya one stops at the worship of maya and thinks that that is brahman the ca the causation or the shakti here here we go past the shakti to the wielder of the shakti that is why this samasta sakshim tamasaf parastat is given the one who is the wielder of the shakti the one the only one who doesn't come under the spell of the shakti to project and to cover everything you know so this jiva this small little wave this wave like creature who was covered in ignorance has attained oneness with this with this ocean after looking upon it with devotion it is able to dismiss waveness and oceanness as but notions and understand that witness consciousness that consciousness which lights up everything in which the jagat plays in which there is ishvara and jiva which sustains both ishvara and jiva itself neither ishvara nor jiva that consciousness alone that oneness this muni has attained which is beyond ignorance beyond avidya beyond maya let us read the next one so people who thought we'll never get out of these three verses must be happy yeah abhi padhenge sab brahma sashivaha sendraha sokshara paramaswarat paramaswara sa eva vishnu sa eva vishnu sa pranah sa pranah sa kalah sa kalah agni agni sa chandramaah sa chandramaah yeah we will see this after we come back from a short you know 8 minute break om purnamadah purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate पूर्णस्य पूर्णमादाय पूर्णमेवशिष्य ओं शाति 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 हरि ओं श्रीगुरभ्यो नम हरि ओं